Hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Four Color Ultrasound. I'm your host, Dieter. With me, as always, is... Mike Choo-Choo-Choo's you. <laughs> episode 26, and he's chewing <laughs> cookies. Are you actually chewing a cookie? Mm-hmm. What a bit. We talked for like over... 20 minutes before this and you just had that cookie waiting. <laughs> just had a cookie waiting just for that. Just for that bit. That's amazing. Oh, what a great <laughs> joke. But yeah, see, that's what, what we jerk. got. No joke, I said not jerk, mm. but yeah. That too. <laughs> oh, that's there awesome. You go. But yeah, so anyway, episode 26, cookies and all. <laughs> cookies and all. But yeah, we're no longer a comic book podcast. Really. <laughs> I just chew cookies all the time. It's just Mike chewing cookies and <laughs> this is even too much talking for that, so here we go. No, just kidding. Uh, we are a comic book podcast. We review, talk. We're just two friends that enjoy listening or reading comic books, talking about them even more. So, made a podcast, and it's quickly devolved into her devolved into uh, crap, crap. <laughs> <laughs> but twenty half a year of it, you know, going strong. We're going to keep pumping these things out. So, you know, jumping right into it. Tales from the <laughs> Tales from the Dark Multiverse, uh, just like the stories of our podcast, Teen Titans. <laughs> just like the stories <laughs> of our podcast. I know, right? It's not even like working anymore. It's just no. like now. It's just terrible. We're not even that bad. We like it. Like, why do you do it? Why don't you stop? If you don't like it so, <laughs> we don't really like doing this. Well, yeah, we made a commitment. Yeah. <laughs> Did we? Well, I guess we. Yeah, a five dollar <laughs> commitment each <laughs> this month. Every month is a commitment. Whether or not we keep doing it. And that is a $5 commitment that we make to you, the listener. Literally. <laughs> Literally. The one listener. The one. Uh, but yeah, written by Kyle Higgins and Matt Groom. So two people writing this one. But only one person drawn it. It's like the opposite of what usually happens. Tom Rainey doing the art. And the greatest goddamn <laughs> AI that ever colored a book, Hi-Fi. And how would you say Tom's last name? The letter. Oh, jeez. Warzachowski? Oh, that's pretty close. That's not too bad. Lee Weeks doing the cover. And Brad Anderson. Yeah, that guy. Mr. Anderson. But, uh, so yeah. What did you know about the Judas Contract? Have you read it before? Yes, I have. It's not that much. It's just like four issues. Of something. Did you read like all the Teen Titans leading up to it? Because that's what it is, right? It's like a culmination of like a bunch of years of writing. Yeah, it's uh, once Marv Wolfman went on it. Well, Marv Wolfman and uh, who did the art? <clears throat> anyway, Marv Wolfman, his whole run is the one that changed the uh, Teen Titans. And then, it, yes, it led up to this. And so the big thing was you had uh, Tara, who was part of, who became part of Teen Titans a little bit before the Judas Contract. And there was there was no hint that she was going to be a bad guy, All right, So it's a huge twist when it happened. So I think that's one of the big things that was a big deal about it. Well, the bigger deal in that that she was like bone and death stroke too, right? Well, there was that too, yeah. And she's fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little strange. It was, but they were strange. all trying to fuck each other, and they're all like hella young. So oh yeah, just, they were all they all were. But they, they they, were by all that like, point, though, most of them I think uh, had either gone off to college or. They were uh, even out of college and had full jobs. So they, yeah. the teen thing was kind of weird. Oh, so the teen, like the age thing, okay. The, but the still, age didn't make much sense when I was reading it. <clears throat> it. It still didn't stop like Deathstroke boning a 15-year-old. No, not at all. 
Of course. But yeah, and then it, the other big thing is obviously like Robin becomes Nightwing, right? Mm-hmm. This run. It was like I guess there was like a few other storylines that meet up that were going on for a while, and uh, kind of like the whole thing with Deathstroke, right? And then the him with uh, they introduce like his son mm-hmm. Jericho. That, yeah, Jericho you know, became part of Teen Titans right around this time. Yeah, it so. might have been after this, but it was uh, not too far. So yeah, this was all a bunch of stuff. So I guess. Uh, if you haven't read it, I guess this one still you don't even have to have read it, I guess, for this one to make sense because they just go in one direction. So, <laughs> <laughs> but this was all—I mean, th- this was basically Judas contract. There, all the big pieces are in here. All oh, the major pieces. Yeah. I mean, like, like, yeah, they did. They did a lot of artwork that like took from exact scenes from the other yep. books, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. I thought so, Mike. But uh, we get our buddy Tempest Fugonaut. He'll like being hella emo about how he has to like (laughs) can't help himself but look at the darkness he's like I like to look at the light stories but god damn it every every so often I look over at those dark ones and I can't stop (laughs) Yeah, he's not even talking about like a crisis coming anymore like people helping him or nothing it's just like god damn (laughs) here I am yeah he's but he he said he he, uh, in this didn't he say something about um actually interfering rather than just watching because the whole thing of the others were oh I could do is watch this well no he interfered on Sinestro's because he stopped him from leaving remember oh, like, yeah, yeah, Sinestro yeah. had the power to bounce out of that multiverse he's like no 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 <laughs> you must stay here because you're you're pretty fucked up <laughs> <laughs> that's true so I don't know he's this guy the Tempest Fugonaut just does what he wants doesn't have any rules doesn't play by anybody's playbook don't give a shit. And this was know. weird because this one actually <clears throat> pointed out other universes, right? Whereas uh, the last few ones, it was just the universe that he was looking at that moment. I mean, he references the others, but here you actually got scenes of um, <clears throat> all the different universes. Yeah, I don't think they got together on this and was like, hey, let's uh, make this all make sense. Right? No, it doesn't seem like it. Okay, so. And then, uh, yeah, so basically, without like going through the entire, <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, the entire like first couple of pages leading up to it is like what Dick has given his little speech about how he's going to give up being Robin, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I got to forge my own path. And so what point does it change then from the actual story? Like, do you re- do you know? I'm pretty sure it's just right when... Uh Right like when he goes uh, to talk to her, slaps her, and she turns around, and goes "fuck you." Also, like <clears throat> the conversation that they have about, like that's the same conversation and everything. I believe so. From what I remember, this is all. It doesn't much make any sense because, <laughs> like, that's hella. Pa- then they just like bit off like the first ten pages of the storybook. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, me- maybe Dick's. I don't think Dick's conversation went the same way. No, it had to be different. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Like she like, had to start like, the same way, and then she she turns on him. I thought it was like during the speech, like during the speech. Because he says, like, when he catches that glimpse of her, and then that's, like, what he brings up. Mm-hmm. And I guess he does say that, too. So, like, yeah, they have that conversation. And then, like, yeah, like you said, Destro gets all pissed off because he's like, why are you letting the world's greatest detective, like, <laughs> get in your head? You're going to blow it. And he slaps the piss out of her heart as shit. And, uh, yeah, that kind of, like, sets a switch off in her. And her whole tariff, if anybody knows, she can, like, control earth and matter. 
which is kind of important at the end of the story, which really kind of pisses me off. But so she can just control things that are made out of earth, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So she like just starts like throwing rocks and shit at Deathstroke, and like what entombs him in rock and then like pulls apart the rock so like it pulls him apart is yep. that what happened no I mean, <clears throat> yeah basically so you can see his arm his hands and legs are all caught in it and then actually the rock is wrapped around his neck and it, yeah it what is it <clears throat> what's it called when you rip all your limbs and head off it, drawn and quartered well i guess it's with like a it's drawn and quartered yeah with a horse they do that or some shit mm-hmm. four horses but yeah and then his head pops off shrunk Shrunk. <laughs> is that what it's, shuck. Is that the sound it makes when your head pops off? Or shook. <laughs> or shook. He just, the letterer just wanted to get KKK subliminally into the book, <laughs> I think. I sh- we should write a letter to DC, like, being like, why? How the hell did this get through, the editor? That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know about all this. And then, uh, so then she goes after Wintergreen. Poor Wintergreen. Just trying to be a butler. And she, like... I guess makes lava pop up and like burn his hand off. He's like, yarg. <laughs> yeah, lava out of nowhere. But yeah. yeah. I don't know where it like, came from. That's some control though that she's got on that. But she's like begging him like, you know, give me the powers that Deathstroke's got. You know, he uses some kind of serum to like amp up his shit. So like do that to me. And he's like, all right. But then he's like, stupid, dumb girl. You just said stupid girl. <laughs> Still, well. I was really trying to drive this point home. <laughs> Winter Green really doesn't like her. Mm, yes, that'll stick. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, so, like, he thinks she's going to be knocked out for a while because even when Deathstroke did it, he was, like, in a coma for weeks, he says, which he conveniently lets us know after the fact. Yeah, of course. But, uh... So you'd have to just only assume he's dead now. They don't show it, so... Who knows? But... It cuts to now just, uh... Tara, well, who's changed her name from? Because Tara, she says, is what Roman goddess. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what she changes her name to is like the Greek goddess equivalent, Gia or whatever. Right? Yeah, Gaia. <coughs> Gaia, whatever. Art in this is like, what do you? How do you feel about the art? We haven't talked about that yet. <coughs> no, it goes back and forth. It seems right? of rush. I've never seen anything more like, like that picture of Wintergreen. Like both, I mean, it's still kind of wonky, like where he's really surprised. But then you cut to like Raven and she just looks like a pyramid. And then like everything after, like even when like Tara reveals herself again, like all super powered, it's not mm-hmm. that great. I don't know. And then like, again, hypersexualizing like a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whatever. It's kind of strange. There's bits of it. So I don't know. They're trying to get to the uh, 1980s style somewhat. But a lot of it, like you said, seems, for better, lack of a better word, rushed. And <laughs> all the faces are a little wonky. And then, but in some areas, it's not. You know, it's weird. And then it's her, like, systematically dismantling the Teen Titans. Like, she destroys <laughs> Teen Tower. But even though you see blip, blip, somebody survived, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Donna Troy, Cyborg, and Starfire, they all get... I guess Starfire and Cyborg get buried... And then Donna Troy gets, like, blasted out on a meteor. Well, Starfire gets undressed and then buried. Oh, yeah, that's hot. Make well, sure he takes the robe off. She was only in a robe to begin with, right? Yeah, and then she's like, yeah. She still had... Gaia still had to take her robe off. 
and like she's only got enough hand to cover up one titty, but then God, that rock placement <laughs> rock just, right just happened to be there. It's like it happens again below too. Mm-hmm. Same thing, <laughs> one hand to cover, but then a lucky rock. <clears throat> so, and then this is the panel that I recognized. Instead of Deathstroke though busting into where he lived, right? Because yep. he used Tara to give him the information on like where who uh, Robin really was. Mm-hmm. And I remember that panel where Deathstroke was busting in through the window. He's like, oh, you're home or whatever the hell. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that and the, the, the three panels before <clears throat> where uh, one, uh, one Wonder Girl is developing the pictures because she was a photographer. Okay. Cyborg at home and, you know, Starfire. So all that is straight from it too. Is that Wonder Girl? I've been calling her. Do- is it Donna Troy? It's Donna Troy, yeah. Okay. I was like, have I been calling her the wrong name this whole time? Yeah. <laughs> sound like you didn't correct me. <laughs> I said I haven't it was a long time ago I don't know if I read it or like I went through I don't know if I read the trade Mm -hmm. I do remember going through it at some point so I don't know I don't remember too much but this one I do and I think there was a few others like the sword fight yeah and the whole next scene with uh, jumping out the window yeah I remember all that so that's why I figured there had to be a lot more I didn't remember but uh so he gets chased for a while, and then he meets up with Flash, Kid Flash. He's back. That was the other thing that happened, right? He stopped being Kid Flash in the original Judas contract. Yes, yep. So that was another big thing. That was like a huge thing. Speaking of huge things, fucking Robin with that flying kick. Mm-hmm. That goddamn dong hanging out. He was doing it earlier too. Well, like yeah, I forgot to mention. Yeah, stepping out the window. With his foot yeah, he was stepping out the window. I forgot to point it out. <laughs> There's like, a big crotch shot right there. Yeah. Trying to scrub my eyes of it, but like every time he's in those tights, they are just like crotch shotting it up for him. Uh-huh. Like I said, hypersexualizing teenagers again. It's weird. It's just weird, Mike. It's very weird. So uh, they fight, and you think, oh, they might be able to do it. There's another crotch shot too, by the way, when they're like tag teaming. You care what they think? No, not with the legs splayed like that. You don't care what anybody thinks. But she uh, double double dips. <laughs> <laughs> Stabs them both in the hots. But yeah, so one page earlier we were talking about the art. So, mm-hmm. well, that crotch shot, be damned. The rest of it is not too bad. His face. It looks really right? good, right? But then look yeah. at that. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the face at the, <laughs> the top of the page. The top right. <laughs> like, yeah, it's that? crazy. It goes back and forth like. So like, hey, Brad Anderson, you want to go draw that face? <laughs> I, I I got one left over. Like even the crotch shot page, but yeah. before, like where Kid Flash, like where they fir- where he says Titans together. Yep. Robin says it. Like all that art's like really good on that whole page. Mm-hmm. And like you see, you go to that next page, it's like absolute <laughs> shit. Like look at Robin, looks like Plastic Man. Yeah, it's it is terrible. I don't, I don't understand. <clears throat> I've never seen anything go back. Yeah, it goes back and forth. But then, like, even though Robin's dying and, like, <laughs> holding hands with <laughs> Kid Flash, they're dying to Sorry, Dick. Should have been faster. He says, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. We did it. <laughs> He's here. And it's like, uh, Tara Markov. Whoosh. Superman shows up. He thinks, oh, boy. Now it's going to... You know, it'll just everything will be quiet after this, right? <laughs> It'd be easy. <clears throat> but she like explodes the entire city. 
and like there's molten lava hell like flowing through the streets <laughs> but she like protected herself in one of those orbs those earthen orbs that everybody's all the rage about right mm-hmm. and superman's freaking out what'd you do and like none of her like she can't do nothing to him right he's walking through lava you know busting up rocks and shit this is what i don't get this is the part that this is the easy way out, right? She just throws hella kryptonite at him. Of course, it's but the only she, way to stop Superman. But she <clears> doesn't <throat> have control over kryptonite. It's not an earthen matter. <laughs> I guess that's a good point. She can only control, like, earth matter. <laughs> like, the ground and stuff, and rocks and lava. Like, and, or she can't... It's just, like, a cheap-ass way to get rid... Like, why bring Superman in if, like, that's how you're going to fit? You know what I mean? This is the big reveal. Earth, Earth, all of Earth is a descendant from Krypton. Get the fuck out of here! It's the biggest reveal ever, and nobody's paid they attention don't, to it. If they don't, if they if they said that, I'd buy it. But like, they don't. They don't even come up with that, Mike. No. And it's just like I don't know. I think it's cheap. I don't think you needed to bring in Superman. Then I think you could have like. They just want to kill Superman. They did. That's it. It's just <clears> a bunch <throat> of Superman hate. It's that same guy that did the KKK lettering. <laughs> I got that in. He was like, you know what? I hate super. I hate. <laughs> I hate <laughs> everybody. The the clan hates plus Superman. Okay, I'm sick of everybody. So <laughs> that's how that got in. So yeah. And then, uh, and Beast Boy shows up again. Yeah, Beast Boy shows up. That's who the that's who survived the. Team. He was the blip blip. <laughs> spoiler. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. But yeah, Beast Boy shows up and it gets into the whole love. Love should have stopped this. Why? I loved you. Like, why couldn't you? And she's like, she pulls the, the Hulk from the Avengers. Like, you know, you don't want to know my secret. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I've never felt anything. It's, it's like I'm always mad. Like instead of being mad all the time, yeah. like she just never feels anything, and that's how she can just like kill at will. And destroy everybody. You see, Superman's fucked up, dude. Even this art's pretty badass, dude. Like, exactly. <laughs> he's got like a piece of kryptonite in his jugular. And you can see the veins like running through his face, and he's all like, Bleh! he's like, uh, he's hurting bad. And, and, he's and his, his body's just shrinking a bit. Looks like, yeah. And look, there's hardly a place that kryptonite missed, right? <laughs> Except his, <laughs> his groin is kryptonite free I find that hard to believe like <laughs> the rest of it every shark like not one found its way into his balls or anything <laughs> come on dude um, like that's where the art I think failed the most in this book <laughs> when she uh like uh incinerates Beast Boy as well like his corpse falling to the ground is pretty dope uh-huh, it's pretty great <laughs> it's like it's a three panel like death scene <laughs> like there's a, it's just him like completely engulfed in flames like down to muscle right he's like yarg but then it's like a skeleton where like the spine is like barely holding the hips onto the upper torso and then as it's collapsing and, that, and that's when she's saying like i've never felt anything that's a dope ass page dude that whole page right there you've got to say this is pretty amazing that this entire series <clears throat> and it was created just so they can kill every superhero from the DC Universe over and over again. <laughs> right. like that's all they it know, is. They know what their audience wants. <laughs> it's pretty they, like, hey, Injustice 2 and uh, Deceased did well? Fuck it. <laughs> How many times can you take a, a story and kill them all off? 
And then this is where, you know, Tempest Fugonaut chimes back into <laughs> on the same page. He's like, shit, man. This is like, I honestly hoped when Dick Grayson showed that empathy towards Tara. Like, instead of, like, you know, I thought that would have changed her. But instead, it kind of made her, like, way worse. And then it shows, like, the world's, like, taken over. There's, like, barely any survivors. And they're, like, hiding out. Like, there's, like, lava bombings. And there's all these kids that are scared shitless. And Fugonaut's like, fuck, dude. But what about this final page? <laughs> this big reveal here. Where she's riding that giant rock dragon or whatever. Tr- so she could, just, she could just fly on any piece of rock that's under her feet, but she decides to carve it into a dragon. That's like yelling. It's like it's all screeching and shit. And uh-huh. then it's like the best part is the end with a question mark. Like, holy <laughs> shit, where's this going to go? So you think she's going to show up in the uh, <laughs> Dark Crisis on this giant dragon? That'd be pretty Maybe. awesome. And then there's always the... We never ever put... But the quote that like was never in the book the wow so many dead heroes to keep track of did she say that in the book what at the very end where it shows like the picture of her in pencil there's a quote oh yeah yeah I don't, I don't think so no and then like all the other ones were like that too they never went in yeah so that was a pretty good I liked that one that's yeah, pretty cool I think I've enjoyed most of these it was just like the first few I wasn't that they were alright well again I expected to it's just all <laughs> killing every uh, superhero possible yeah, good times. Good times had by everybody involved. Some great villains in this, you're saying? No. No? I don't know, I'm just trying to like lead up like the opposite of a good time. Like, speaking of good times. I was going to say, she's a uh, big villain. Is she the villain of the year? Well, we're doing Superman next. Ah, damn. I thought we were doing... This is, why you're not, this is why you're not allowed to do the segues. There you go. <laughs> this is why I can't do it. <laughs> this is why you don't even know a book is next. Speaking of New Year's Evil, or we did that last week, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to try to like make fun of your segue. Shit. Damn it. We're cutting this out. Uh, this, sh- this should be the show. So, uh, <laughs> show about nothing. Superman, number 18. What we've all been waiting for. What you've been spoiling. I didn't know he was like going to reveal his identity. He just kept telling me that because you knew about it. But uh, well, when he first started saying it, I didn't know it was actually happening. And I eventually told you when it was um, <clears throat> when Bendis revealed to the world, just like in the cover here, that he was revealing. This is. I didn't. I don't know. Like, yeah. Okay. So this is depressing. I'm not into this. I don't care. I don't care. About Superman's identity. First, you want to talk about the cover? Yeah. The one really good thing about this is Ivan Rice, or Ivan Reyes, supposedly is going to be on this for a while, and Joe Prado doing the uh, the whole team, Rice, Prado, and Sinclair, are going to be doing Superman for a while. So I'm excited about that. And I kind of like the theme of covers they've had here. It's basically just Superman in the front, but in different, um, I guess, poses or whatever. Mm-hmm. All of his covers. And this one with him holding up the uh, jacket and glasses. I thought it was kind of cool. It's a whole suit there, though, right? He's got the tie, the shirt. Yeah, he's got the whole suit in his hands there. <clears throat> I was kind of like it. There's art. There's art. I'm hoping to see race in this a lot because it's a big difference from uh, action comics where you've got John Romita Jr. Yeah, I was going to say, John, like you turn the page, you've <laughs> got year got one of JRJR. <laughs> that shitty fucking... God damn. Like, yeah, look at that another, cover versus like that photo. Another crotch shot with a uh, weakened leg. It looks like he's got all the shards of kryptonite in it. Yeah, like, and then, like, the detail in his muscle through his whole body, except for, like, the lack of any definition. It's like his pants just look saggy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's terrible. 
I'm not saying like I want to see like defined crotches or anything. It's just like one or the other. Make mm-hmm. the rest of his suit baggy then. Or just show me like a big old sausage hanging down. It's like, I don't really care. It's just like, <laughs> just show me something. Whatever looks like, I don't know, whatever looks like good art instead of like making me like look like that looks terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. But so, yeah, you're right. Ivan Ray, well, Bendis is the writer. Ivan Ray is on pencils, Joe Pardo on inks, and uh, Alex Sinclair on colors. So. so, you didn't like this at all, except for the art? Well, yeah, the art's really good. Like, even though they do that double. I know it's just for effect, but they do that thing where they use the same picture in the panel twice. Oh. It's like Superman just like, it was a long pause, but I guess it's for effect, but still. Which one, the first page here, or? Yeah, after the, uh, or no, the, that for all, you mean that wall of dialogue on that very first page? Yeah. No, not that one. <coughs> and then not that double page spread of the title page. It's the next double page spread. The lower, t- <coughs> lower right, too? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and then I hate the dialogue of, is that Adam Strange, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. His dialogue is like nails on a chalkboard. <laughs> you know, the, Bendis art, the Bendis dialogue you don't like. No. And then we get a, uh, guess the swear though from Adam Strange. I ha- I, I thought Dick U was the best one. <laughs> <laughs> like the whole, he can't grasp that like Superman has a desk. I like my desk. No. You have a desk? Of course I have a desk. I was joking. I have a job. Dick you. Sorry. <laughs> you have a job like insurance? Hold on. And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, why would you be cursing over there? Like, you know, like, fuck you. <laughs> Screw fuck you. you. Fuck you, soups. You don't know shit. He's like, sorry. And then even at the matter, you have a desk? Like, he can't get over it. And there's like even more, like, I think he brings it up again, too. Like, who gives a Cause shit? Because he, he has a normal job. He actually has a normal job. Yeah. Why would he but do the that art does Superman? The art gets better, like, every page you go. You notice mm-hmm. that, too? Oh, yeah. Like, it's almost like <laughs> the first page, like, it's not that great. That spread, it's good because of all those people. Mm-hmm. But, like, but yeah, I, yeah, mean, I just can't imagine. Yeah, it's amazing how many people he has on here, and they're all different, and even the small But still, ones, you would be like, there's crazy. something to be left to desire yeah. still. Mm-hmm. But then, like, by the time you get to this page where he's, like, where Superman's looking back at Adam Strange, that double-page spread... Yep. After he tells him to dick you or whatever. <laughs> and then when it gets to like the whole page where he's busting out at a uh, the Daily Planet. Yep. That's a great that's a great page here. And he even starts with like the, the he's reading like Perry's heart rate and all that stuff, mm-hmm. even like the little X ray thing down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. He's all getting like that's that's super good. And then like even that little reveal, the silent the silent reveal. This re- see, this reveal here is what Tom King always uh Scoots over with Batman. In here would be some sort of um, poem that he's writing to do this. All right right over the top of all this, you'd have to be reading like, yeah, some kind of like lyrics to like a song from the 30s about mm-hmm. like moonshining or something like that. Yeah, and I guess I, I'd say I love this book, this panel, because there's one of the things I was, because one of the things that Brenda said was, like, yeah, you gotta, it, it's all about the reactions. Uh, the reveal the reveal that is revealing is not the um, the spoiler. It's how everybody reacts, what happens afterwards. That's all Bendis's, you know, spin on DC having to spoil everything, right, to get you to buy it. Yeah. But like this, <clears throat> Perry White, you don't know what his reaction is going to be. And it was kind of cool. Him just slowly getting up, and Superman standing waiting. Hey, what is he going to do? He just hugs him. At the end, it's kind of yeah. cool. And uh, Reyes does a lot of like reflection drawing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a lot of like stuff has a reflection in it. Yeah. Like from monitors to like Adam Strange's like visor, mm-hmm. and then uh. His glasses, Superman's glasses. Like, yeah, there's like 
glasses, lenses, and stuff like that. But this one's even this one's not a reflection, but the the out of focus to focus like through the camera lens. Oh yeah, uh, Jim, uh-huh. Jimmy also like you know it's like out of focus, and then like obviously like focuses it to take the picture mm-hmm. of the penguin at the crime scene because he's in Gotham too. So like <laughs> it's pretty cool. So who do you think does that? Is that the colorist that does that? Would that be Ivan Reyes that says it, or it's got to be the pen, <clears throat> like it have to be the pencils, right? Because it's got to be after the fact, right? This has got to be done by a computer after it's. Got, I think that's the same panel. Hi-Fi didn't do the coloring, <laughs> so it was just AI. Oh, you, don't, you think that, like, well, yeah, I guess, I don't know, I guess maybe it's the script, maybe Bendis did it, I don't mm-hmm. know. But either way, like, the art team, like you said, oh, yeah. it's everybody, like, it's just all this art, it's pretty good. It's done really well. And all it is, like, we haven't even talked about the story yet, well, it's like just Superman revealing himself to everybody he knows first. Then Jimmy also, like, this is painful, too, where, like, Olsen plays the joke. <laughs> like, I don't get it, who are you? You just look like Superman with glasses on. He's like, is there, are you doing an impression? So as good as your Batman. Which oh yeah, did you notice the bat the bat wing and the moon when he's talking to Olsen on the rooftop? Oh yeah, uh huh. Yeah. But then even those two panels, like it's a reflection inside of uh the lens yep. of Superman like doing something. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty great. But then like yeah, then he shows up to Lois. He's like, Hey, can't believe you already told Jimmy. She's like, Look, I fucked Jimmy, all right. <laughs> He's my side bitch. <laughs> he's his, he's the one that he got a picture of back then, back in issue one. His pants <clears> ain't <throat> never saggy. His pants are always tight. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, okay. But yeah, it, it was kind of an odd choice, just for the joke there. Jimmy Olsen, like, he was all emotional to Lois, but then when Superman comes in, his only reaction is to make fun of him. I don't know. I guess, well, yeah, because he's like, well, I already showed an emotional reaction. The whole episode, the whole issue can't be uh, exactly. emotion. You gotta have some. It's gotta be like a Marvel movie. You gotta have some lightheartedness in there. Yeah, that's exactly it. It seems like Bendis is the one that created that that whole. Uh, gotta have a joke at, at all the constantly, right? You change the whole tone to be pure comedy, and it's kind of frustrating. You but, just get wall another wall of text. Oh, no, More walls text. of text over really good art. Of him just like Superman coming out. I mean, well, revealing him's Clark Kent. <clears throat> Like oh no, and why doesn't he? Oh, because he doesn't. Yeah, he just doesn't believe anybody should have secrets anymore, right? That's yes, basically. basically it's a, how can I be Superman and lie to everybody constantly? That's what it comes down to. And he's like, and I don't like my son strong enough to defend himself and kill Lois Lane and see what happens, right? Yeah, of course. Look at that injustice book. Look what look what that the joke <laughs> did. <laughs> look how good that did the joke. So ain't nobody gonna kill Lois Lane. So he doesn't have to like protect the ones he loves anymore. His parents are dead, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, so. they haven't really established that in this whole universe. So I don't know if it's gonna change. But was, he died in New Fifty. They died in New Fifty Two. Right. Because I always thought that like uh, the number one reason you have the secret identity is to protect the ones like that are close. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. So bad guys can't go kidnap your family and be like all right th- like that was always the reason why yep so it's like i guess if they never really bring that up so i was just pointing out like superman doesn't have that fear but it's, it's like yeah like everybody like like batman's all pissed off like you see everybody's kind of reaction right mm-hmm. you got the red cloud you got leviathan uh young justice justice league supergirl's all happy mira uh that fire Chief lady, I don't know who that's supposed to be in the prison. 
that's just watching it. I don't know. I think it's just the prison there and the guy getting punched in the face. There's a riot going on. That's a weird one. <laughs> it's just hilarious, like, uh, the guy. It almost looks like a tooth, but I guess it's a cup or something. Yeah, Supergirl's ecstatic. Crypto's, eh, his tail's not wagging. I don't see any, like, motion lines. Well, he knows what's coming. He's like, oh, shit, nothing's going to come after me. But, I mean, I know I keep, like, jizzing all over this art, but, like, the holographic screen that, like, Batman's even watching mm-hmm. through. Yep. I like how Damien's drinking coffee, too. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Oh, wait, I just noticed Batman's got the wrong costume on. He's got the 52 costume on? Yeah. No, the uh, one for the, the early rebirth, not the new one that changed. Oh, God. <laughs> With the yellow around the, the yellow around the bat. Yeah, I don't know. I can't keep track of that stuff, Mike, honestly. Well, if you go over to the Batman, the Batman issue right now, right? It's a different costume. But anyway, I didn't I notice, before. I didn't notice before. I just noticed it now. If you, like, paid me $100 to describe what Batman looks like right now in the comic <laughs> book, I couldn't do it to you. You couldn't? No. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have no idea. I don't pay that much attention. I know what Batman looks like regardless. I don't have to be like, his logo looks like this. I couldn't do it. So, uh, so I can't claim that it was you uh, discussing this online with someone under the four-color ultrasound about how uh, Superman's uh, red trunks should be there at all times with the other guys saying they shouldn't be there. So I can't claim it was you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, honestly, I didn't notice when they came back. <laughs> That's funny. I know they. I know it was a thing because you kept saying it, but like I couldn't tell you. And like now that they're back, like I did notice them gone, but like I didn't care at the That's same hilarious. time. <laughs> I know what they look like for the most part. Yeah, and I, I can know. follow along pretty easily that way. I'm not trying to burden myself with. Speaking of what people look like, why <laughs> like Lex Luthor? Like this news makes Luthor change back into himself. <laughs> okay, you're on that already. <laughs> yeah. Well, that already that's where we were. Well, no, I was gonna go back. I want to go back to the pan- the uh, Superman the, the end of Superman's speech as he flies away. Oh, yeah. oh, it yeah, kind of okay. cracks me up. So we're talking about the art, how great the art is, but the layout here just makes no sense. So Superman's talking uh, uh, in the uh, into the the news. Jeez, oh, he's talking into the microphones, right? The podium, See, Mike. The podium. The there podium. You go. He's talking into a podium. That's what it's called, which makes sense. Superman, you know, is not going to yell, but he's in. Then he starts flying over them and walking over everybody, continuing to talk at a presumably normal voice. Does Superman just like suddenly forget that they don't all have super hearing? Because like, he revealed himself, he thinks everybody else could hear him. So he's walking over them and he flies away as he's still talking. It's like it didn't make any sense to me. That's true, but you get that cool like. <laughs> Shot down Lois's blouse. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, the the like scene's walking. awesome, but I was kind of th- thinking about it today. I'm like, wait a minute, they can't hear him. And he's thank you for inspiring me to everybody, but they don't, they have no clue. Yeah, they don't. He's probably already starting to fly away at that point. Yeah, right? exactly. Maybe making some kind of noise. No, no, I thought it was funny. Yeah, he is just like he just ends up talking to himself and like <laughs> like, like the crowd doesn't even look confused when he's going away. That one guy's like, what the fuck is he saying? <laughs> like, what the, what's going on here? <laughs> Exactly. Should I be listening to this? <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, like I said, it, Cheetah's cracking up. For some, it, make, it makes Cheetah laugh. Everybody else just looks like normal. But why is Cheetah laugh? She is all hopped up on that catnip. <laughs> <laughs> this is her demeanor constantly. She's either just angry or laughing. She's just out of her mind. Right? I guess so. It makes no sense. But yeah, but look, they got that, you know, like, the, like you said, somebody was filming because look, like it got picked up on the <laughs> microphone. Thank you for inspiring me. Like he's looking right into the camera and yeah. talking, but like he's looking up in the sky when he's saying it over here. Yep. So where was that camera? You're right. Yeah, exactly. 
That that was the pre-recorded footage, just in case. Oh, so he did this more than once. He yeah, was of like, course. Oh shit! Okay, he sent in a video to the. <laughs> uh huh. But like I said, this news like angers Lex so bad he changes from Apex Lex back to Lex Luthor. <clears throat> uh, that whole Apex Lex to Lex Luthor thing, I'm guessing, is because Ben just doesn't care about Apex Lex, right? But his whole point here is like exactly what Brainiac is saying. Lex Luthor, you know, the smartest criminal mind of our time, did not know that Clark was Superman. So this pisses him off. He's pretty upset. <laughs> uh, the page at the end is awesome too. That, that all the you know all the entire thing, the uh, penciling, the all the um, inking mm-hmm. to give that scowl of his. And then it ends with like normal Lex Luthor, but then the ad is for <laughs> for <laughs> the, the Batman next, yeah. who left versus Apex in quotes Lex. Yeah, that's kind of weird. But anyway, I, I'm I'm looking forward to this with Lex beating him and saying, you know, what, what's going to happen with him. Like, how can he let, how could he be so stupid blind to see, not see that Clark is Superman? So, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, it'll be fun. How nuts he gets. And again, the whole thing, why is he doing it? Bendis, basically, his whole speech about doing it is, one of the things he said is, well, you go to the movies and they don't have, uh, they don't have, uh, what's it called, uh, secret identities. That's just an old thing to have. This opens up a lot of stories. It's like, but you just did this 15 years ago with Daredevil, just... Sounds like you have no other stories to write. Is what it sounds like. So we'll see how this works. Yeah, loser. It sounds like you're out of things to write. When you're out of things to write, you know what you do. Villain of the a year. Comic, what? <laughs> Villain of the year. Yeah, I was going to say, you write a comic book that's really an award show. <laughs> giving out fake awards <laughs> to fictional characters voted on by fans. So, yeah. Villain of the year, number one. Uh, it's actually Harley Quinn's Villain of the Year, number one. Written by uh, Mark Russell. Art by... What was that noise? It was my iPad, sorry. Jesus Christ, Mike. It just ruined everything. I 26 ruin episodes. Everything, as always. Yeah, I know, right? God, it's just as bad as like turning off the recording in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> Who would do that? And having to potentially like either release two episodes or like try to stitch these things together. It's not like that's going to happen. That Jeez. would be awful. And then we got... Things going off in the background, but uh, writer, like I was saying, Mark Russell, artist <laughs> Mike Norton, and uh, once again, goddamn, the hardest working artificial intelligence in all of co- <laughs> comic book coloring. High five! High five! And uh, yeah, but yeah, this one's fun because because <laughs> it's Mark <laughs> Russell. Do you remember us voting on all these? I remember us voting. Do I remember I, the answers? Uh, no. I couldn't even find the episode we did it on, let alone uh, the list from the actual comic book that we got it out of. So <laughs> it's kind of odd. But uh, there's a good cheat on this cover. She looks hella cracked out. Her, <laughs> her, her pant legs are all ripped up, and like it doesn't make any sense why her like stuff's all ripped up and tattered, like one shoe off. She looks really mad. But... uh so basically, it's just a jokey little book, right? Yeah. It's like it's Harley Quinn. I would love to see Mark Russell write a full Harley Quinn book. They do put like, a, yeah, because it's already, yeah, she's pretty satirical already, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So like they get they throw him like his style in there, but they do like the it's just like a setup gig. Like they got Croc and Poison Ivy like dreading going. Well, Ivy's excited, but Croc's like, oh god, <laughs> like he he really doesn't want to be there, and. uh the uh who's Ted Crosby? 
<laughs> and that's that's why the uh, my iPad went off. Okay. So here you go. Crosby's legacy as a Batman villain can really be boiled down into one night when he literally murdered hundreds of people. Most of all, most if not all of his victims were killed by a knife, which admittedly must have made it lots easier for him, must have made it lots easier for him to eat some of the some the flesh of some of the victims, and skin his father so he could wear his face. Okay. So even without the killing and the cannibalism, Crosby's pretty messed up. For starters, he ripped out his own eye. So if you notice, his left eye is missing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, what, it was when, in one book called Batman Tenses. Okay. Uh, Two-issue miniseries two where issues. he wears his own father's face. It's covered in blood. What <laughs> year was that? What? What year was that? Uh, let me see. I don't know what year it was. Throwing these things at me. Uh, it was... I don't know. 2005. Really? Oh, wow. I have no clue. 2003. There you go. 2003. Okay. Then you got Polka Dot Man back there. Is that Onomatopoeia with the face or is that... Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's Kevin Smith's character? I think so. I think that's on Wikipedia. Yeah. That's pretty funny then. And then the, the quip at Mr. Freeze, take your helmet off, stay while. It's like, I need this to live. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty great. So I don't know. It's just like a bunch of jokes. They do the in memoriam, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then uh, the, the the Lex Luthor slide <laughs> where uh-huh. he's stealing the pies. Yep. And the only reason why I know about this is because like there was somebody at a at like a what are those things called? The cons, mm-hmm. like a, like a comic con, and they did cosplay of this scene <laughs> yeah. where he was like pulling around the forty pies, and then like somebody had the 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 cover. I think it was like an action comics where he's like he was like so, so like Lex Luthor's like stealing pies from a bakery. <laughs> it's so awesome. So I don't know. There is some pretty good stuff in this. Like the joke about like Deathstroke is like, didn't he come back? How's he in the in memoriam? <laughs> yeah, did he come back to life? Does that still count? And uh-huh. then you got the whole background story of uh, well, the little story going on is like Flamingo, Flamingo. <laughs> which is the best villain ever. He's like try- he's like trying to ruin the uh, the award ceremony for nobody ever recognizing him for anything. But uh, you see Cheetah there; she's at the table. Yeah. And she doesn't see, she's not all pissed off yet, so I don't know what happens from here to the cover. But she eating all, just eating a rat. Just eating a rat, too. And she's a <laughs> cheetah. Like, would a cheetah eat a rat? I don't know, I guess. Cats eat rats? I don't know. So they just and assume then, they all do? It's kind of species, if you ask me. Lifetime Achievement Award they give to Ghost, which I, a ghost, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> That's pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> and then uh, you get a flashback to... Why? <laughs> like, why does Luther want? Oh, this. Oh, because it brings into the stationery or whatever. Like, she gets all <laughs> obsessed with the stationery at first. <laughs> but uh, oh, because she was going to host the Doomies, and he came up saying something was going to happen, right? Yeah, that's what the letter's about. Because there was uh, a threat. They're forgotten and ignored. And she's like obsessed with like just the paper. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> if you work for me, like I'll give you anything. She's like, also oh, this paper. <laughs> sure, um, why not? He just slaps himself in the face. Right. I love how she's constantly changing her outfit into some weird outfits. Well, I think that's the whole thing. Like, there's always like costume changes. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. right. So the Obsession Award, sponsored by Calvin Klein. <laughs> Even though they don't say Klein, they say what Keen. Clavin. Clavin Keen. Clavin Keen. <laughs> Obsession. That's pretty funny. So uh, I love this panel, <laughs> Mr. Freeze. He's crying over his wife, but he's, he's rubbing the outside of his uh, dome as though he's crying through the dome. Right. None of his food is eaten because he can't. <laughs> he can't. 
<laughs> Can't eat it. Uh, I do enjoy, like, and then Bane just sitting there with his fork and knife. And I really enjoy, like, he wins, he wins the award. And I really like the fact, like, they just give him the mayoral role of, like, he doesn't have any, like, you, there's the assistant behind him. He's like, sir, we have to go. We have to, like, the steam fitters union in an hour. <laughs> like, the road study commission at 10. He's like, I brought this upon myself. She's <laughs> actually a mayor. And instead of, like, abandoning it, like, he's, like, just going with it. Like, oh, god damn, what did I do? It's hilarious. But he... <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. So, uh, then you get more of the Flamingo, right? Yep. People, more people winning an award. Or that we're getting picked over him, right? This was like years in the past. Is that what is this oh, going yeah, yeah, on? Yeah, that's what it is. And then Ted Crosby again. With his dad's face like the, over his head. The best face eater. The best face eater. Just <laughs> <laughs> Ted Crosby. Uh, and then it's just more of a Flamingo like lamenting over how he never got what he but all like the dynamite he set up is like just around himself you notice that where you, you see him over the the yeah, batman uh-huh. <laughs> what's that gonna do if he just blows <laughs> off like that <laughs> that is true it is just around himself it's nowhere else is it <clears throat> no that's gotta be part of the joke <laughs> so that <laughs> the best moral justification <laughs> see like this wasn't one you could vote for was it uh i don't know i, I don't that, think so the Lifetime Achievement Award. I know the obs- and the obsessive oh, yeah. one. Well, best justification, for, best justification for evil. Yeah, Flashpoint, no. Batman, Leviathan, Lex Luthor, Mirror Master. Also, we could vote for that one. Yeah, I don't remember who did we pick. I don't know. Probably uh, Flashpoint, right? Well, not even. I like the Mirror Master one where he's like, "Before you consider me evil, what would you do to bring back the woman you love? Is there even such a thing as evil?" When committed out of love, he's like, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone you just killed was loved by somebody. He's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. Uh, then oh, he's flashpoint, my boy. My beautiful little bat boy. Uh, <laughs> and then even the Leviathan one, it's like, I, I just, I'm, I'm not a big fan of acronyms. It's like, we well, destroyed Argus, the DEO. <laughs> Argus, and shade. And shade. <laughs> yeah. uh, my boy, my little that's awesome. So Flashpoint Batman won that one though, and then he just comes up at me. <laughs> what? His little speech that he gives, like if everybody gets all into it, I don't know. Because <clears throat> it's talking about everybody's lost their fathers or whatever. He's <laughs> like talking about like uh, reuniting his family. I guess I don't know. The best villain upgrade. That was one too. Was it? Let's see. Because I'm just going. I'm just going by what's on the back here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, anyway, the best villain upgrade went to the Batman who laughs, but he like murders everybody at his table. Yeah, the best villain upgrade: Batman who laughs, somebody Captain steals, Cold, Black Mask, some, and Oracle. Somebody steals his mushroom appetizer. <laughs> it's like, excuse me, <laughs> but I believe neck. that was my mushroom appetizer. <laughs> it's like, what you gonna do about it? He murders all his henchmen. And he just leaves. Awesome. And then I like how Killer Croc's getting hella drunk. <laughs> and there is an after party, you know. They're all upset. Uh, best supporting villain. Who'd that go to? The ventriloquist. ventriloquist. Yeah, the whole speech between him and the ventriloquist is great. Oh, yeah, I know whose hand is up my ass. 
He's <laughs> like, I can put you on eBay. <laughs> what would you do with that? Comeback villain of the year. So yeah, Catwoman. Why was she even up? It's like she says, come back. Wait, did I go somewhere? Yeah, I don't know why she's there at all because she hasn't been a villain for quite a while. Or I don't know. <clears throat> this she, one, she's supposed we... to be a half villain, half good guy. Anti-heroin. Uh, yeah, another costume. You're right. Car- Harley is in like a different outfit every single time, uh-huh. every single page. Uh, yeah, I think we voted for Deathstroke on this one. The comeback should, villain? Yeah, I think he should have yeah. won. But was it Red Hood wins Red Hood. for some reason? <clears throat> well, because he's, I guess, we haven't read, you know, Red Hood and the Outlaws, and then he stopped at that. Is he a villain in, in the new Red Hood Outlaw? I guess it's called Outlaw, that's why. Yeah, he ditched him. He ditched him, but is he a villain? I don't know, it's kind of weird. You know, he looks like a storm, tr- or he looks like a Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. He does, he looks like a Sub-Zero. Or a well, he'd be Ermac, Scorpion. right, the red one. There was a yeah. red one. Was there? Yeah, I think it was Ermac. That. Okay. Like around Mortal Kombat 4 or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or was it 3 that had all the ninjas? I don't remember. I just remember the first two. And, well, then, yeah, and then there's the green one. That was Reptile. Reptile, okay. And then they had Smoke. That's right, Smoke. And then they had the purple one was Rain, I think it was. No, I don't remember. And I think the red one was Ermac, E-R, I don't know. Who knows? Somebody tell me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> it won't happen. I always ask that question. Nobody tells me shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. No. But uh, yeah, he wins. And then <laughs> Flamingo's still going to like try to blow himself up. Because he's not, he's like threatening to push the button. But like. Because <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the dynamite's all around him. I didn't notice it when I first watched it. <laughs> it's like not set up anywhere else or whatever. It's all crazy. It's just going to blow him up. <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, but uh, he wins villain of the year right before he like decides to pull the button or push the button to kill everybody. And he fall. it makes him fall. Out of the rafters. Yep. And then a uh, croc. Holy pussy. Or holy bitch. What do you want? Guess the swear. Holy pussy. If, you're gonna say, holy. if the exclamation point is going to be one of the letters, then go for that. Or how about, yeah, holy. <laughs> holy dick. Holy dick. <laughs> holy dick. Even, well, I guess, I guess uh, like, which one makes more sense? Holy dick or holy pussy? I don't know. Well, one of them. One of them definitely makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and I guess what the whole I've never knew anything about the flamingo did you read anything with like no I know okay, I think so, I've only seen him around as more of a joke than anything else but not anything about him but I guess he took a vow to never talk or something oh did he well that's what he says right he says I started yeah, out no. a cocky and he's like I vowed to never speak again until I won so I don't know if he ever because everything was in like uh you know, the dialogue boxes up until that point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? But, uh... Oh, maybe that... You're right. He never actually speaks, does he? No, he That's laughs, hilarious. but he never says He never says anything. And then he finally says, like, well, you know, 20 years ago, I vowed to never talk again <laughs> until I won. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. He looking up. He must not be able to speak until <laughs> he doesn't talk. That's then, absolutely hilarious. And then they they end up just like <laughs> taking him away. What do they trap him in? They trap him into something. 
It looks like a block of ice. It's like a right? loose ice box. No, it, it is a box, I guess. Yeah, it's just a clear box. Then that's when she figures out, like, you know, any stationery this night ha- nice has a watermark, and there's like a giant <laughs> flamingo watermark. <laughs> and that's how they knew it. Like, she just set him up. And then the real villain of the year goes to... Of course. The Batman Who Laughs, who I think we might have voted for. Yeah. <clears throat> but I love her her response. <laughs> wow, big shocker. You voted for the mashup of DC's most popular character. Yeah, that is a pretty good joke. <laughs> that is hilarious. I love it. It's the Joker and Batman put together. No wonder he won, right? <laughs> oh, shit. But you you mentioned Crux uh, getting drunk, but you you didn't mention his the, the end of it. Another wildfire of boredom quenched only by the autumnal rains of time. It's like he gets smarter it's, the drunker he gets. It's awesome. And then, uh, uh, what's her name? I'm just glad we hired a driver. And, and then Penguin asking more for more shrimp cocktail. <laughs> I definitely would read Harley Quinn book written by Mark with, with his whole team. Oh, for sure. It's very similar to uh, Amanda Connor and um, Jimmy Palmiotti's run. And then they show, yeah, like <laughs> they store him away, like with like in a warehouse with other, I guess, villains. And then like you just see the Legion of Dooms, or yeah, the Legion of Dooms like headquarters like sink back into the swamp. <laughs> it's awesome. It's pretty awesome. I love how he has a giant sign up in the Legion of Doom. With the, to, uh, advertising the uh, the villain awards, you love it, huh? I love it. It cracks me up. I mean, like it's just so stupid. <laughs> I guess it's just almost as dumb as having a giant villain headquarters. Right. Well, you know what I love. What do you love? I love lists. No, <laughs> We're returning to our three format books with one big old mass. Bullshit, I guess, in the middle of it all. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we ran short of books again this week that we didn't want to agree on. So, we were like, let's dip back into that well where we had something funny once and we try to recreate that magic. But, uh, so yeah. So, you'll never believe what I found, Mike. No, I won't. What was it? So, I know your favorite part of that last time we did this was the easy Superman trivia quiz (laughs) questions. Uh Uh-huh. So I headed back over to TriviaCountry.com, did some searching, and I found easy Batman trivia quiz questions. <laughs> oh, my God. There's not as many as the Superman one. <laughs> there aren't 15, uh, 10 questions? No, and because you did the Superman one, you might be a little bit better at this one. <laughs> okay. I got faith in you. But like one thing I learned, because I was like, oh, well, we did Superman-centric ones last time, right? So. Mm-hmm. It only makes sense that we did Batman-centric ones. And uh, as far as like top 10 lists go, there's like nothing out there. Really? Like, yeah, like as far as like, it's always like, it's always just like one question. Usually it's never like, a, what if it's a top 10, it's like his books or whatever. But then there's like his top 10 villains and it's like, that's not interesting. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, I could I had difficulty finding an actual top ten list, but I got these questions, and then I found a, just a question that I thought was pretty funny <laughs> that we can go over. But first, you have to get through the quiz. All right. So here you go, and you have to get the answers because the title of this one is "Easy Batman Trivia Quiz Questions with Answers." So you have to go by these answers for sure. All right. <clears throat> Who? Is Batman? Who is Batman? Billionaire Playboy 
Bruce Wayne. No, no, no. See, Batman is a fictional superhero <laughs> appearing in American comic books published by DC Comics. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. No, it's just like the Superman one. It's almost know, like the exact same those. wording, but with Superman. <laughs> it was the same person that wrote this list? I think so. I Who created the character? Bob Kane with Bill Finger. Well, you said that there's two. Yeah, but it, Batman was created by artist Bob <laughs> Kane and writer Bill Finger. Oh, man. All right. So that's, you're over two. When did Batman first appear? When did Batman first appear? Batman first appeared in comic magazine, <laughs> Detective Comics, number 23, in 1939. 27, Mike. What? It's Detective Comics, number 27. Oh, 27, yes. Stupid. 1939. Isn't that like hanging on your wall right there? No, that's Batman, number one. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> what? No, the actual comic. <laughs> yeah. Not the actual comic. A poster. What? Was the character's what was the character originally named? What? What was the character originally named? The mm-hmm. Batman? This is easy Batman trivia. You shouldn't be so flabbergasted. Bruce Wayne. The Bat hyphen man. Oh, alright. That's what I said. The I gave that as the Batman, yeah. The mm. Batman. Alright. Batman is also referred to as the caped what? <laughs> Crusader. Yeah, good job. All oh, right. Nice, I got one. One word answer, too. Yeah, you got Holy one. Holy cow. I was going to so, go with something longer than that, but couldn't. What is Batman's secret identity? Billionaire playboy Bruce Wayne. Yeah, very good. He's there just go. Bruce Wayne, though. He doesn't oh, say. I thought these were supposed to be long ones, no? Right. I know. Well, you said you. that's the second time you've used that answer, so I'm just saying don't shy away from it just yet because who is Bruce <laughs> Wayne other than his secret identity? A billionaire playboy. <laughs> Yeah, but they also put the philanthropist oh, geez. and really? owner of Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know that one. Uh, after witnessing the murder of his parents, what did a young Bruce Wayne do? <laughs> Cry. <laughs> he swore vengeance against criminals, an oath tempered by a sense of justice. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I'm glad you didn't try that. Who? I'm going to go with Cry, because I think that's the first thing oh, he did. He probably did, but it just says after. Yeah, good point. So who were his parents? Thomas and Martha Wayne. Thomas he... Wayne and Martha Wayne. Oh, gee. <laughs> I think you're going to say Dr. Thomas Wayne, and I don't know where she was. And His wife. His wife. <laughs> <laughs> it was the 30s. Don't even say her name or anything. <laughs> she didn't get a name. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne trains himself physically and intellectually and crafts a bat-inspired persona oh to do what? Fight crime? Holy fuck, that is the answer. <laughs> oh, yes, I got one. It's just fight crime, too. There's nothing that's else. it. Just, that's all. Oh, my God. This has to be the same writer because... Yeah. Batman operates in what fictional city? See, this is where they, again, it's like it has to be fictional. Right? <laughs> fictional city? Is it not Gotham City? It's Gotham City. Nice. Now, Batman gets his assistant, or Batman gets assistance from what main three supporting characters? Main three supporting So three main supporting characters, 
three supporting main characters? <laughs> main three co- supporting characters? Mainly from know. these three supporting characters? What main three supporting characters does Batman get assistance from? Commissioner Gordon. Police Commissioner Gordon oh, is an answer. Butler Alfred. Oh, his butler Alfred, yes. His butler Alfred. And? And he gets support support from Dick. I mean, uh, Robin. Yeah, but you should have put a, a word in front of that, too. Uh, Boy Wonder, Dick. Vigilante. Oh, my God. <laughs> Vigilante. All right. Is that and, my definition? And Vigilante Robin. All right. Unlike most superheroes, Batman does not possess, possess any what? Superpowers. Yes, very All good. Right. I, I had to go with either powers or superpowers. <laughs> I don't know which one it was going to be. Yeah, right. What does Batman rely on since he has no superpowers? Intellect? Intellect is one of, well, his genius intellect is one his of the answers. Genius intellect. Now, wait, before you keep guessing, there are eight more answers. <laughs> wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this should be an entire quiz. What is uh, it going to be? Eight answers. So you got one or half of one. His uh, genius money. intellect. Uh, wealth. Vast there wealth. There you go. There you go. Uh, his wonderful toys. I'll give... No, no. I'm not giving you that one. The back computer. <laughs> is this from the 1966? I guess, yeah. Okay, so that could... I guess... If you're saying computer, you could wrap these up in science and technology. So, all right. Are they gonna like his Batmobile? No, I think would be uh, science and technology, perhaps. Oh, geez, I mean his uh, his physique, his training. Uh, yeah, martial art abilities. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's still got like possibly be. Detective skills. Okay. All right. Uh, intimidation. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. Fear, intimidation. All right. And indomitable will. Oh, my God. So, yeah, the the exact answer reads as his genius intellect, physical prowess, martial arts abilities, detective skills, science and technology, vast wealth, intimidation, and indomitable will. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. Superpowers be damned. <laughs> Who is Batman's arch enemy? The Joker. Very good. Very good. There you go. <laughs> I was worried you weren't going to get that one. Uh, <laughs> Batman became popular soon after his induction in or introduction in what year? 1939. Very good. Very good. In 1940, what did he gain? Robin. No. A psychic. No. A boy wonder. <laughs> His own comic book title. Oh, my God. Batman. They put Batman on there, too, like if you didn't know. (laughs) His own comic book title. What's his name? (laughs) Bruce Wayne. You got a comic book called Bruce Wayne? (laughs) Why isn't there a Bruce Wayne comic book or a Clark Kent comic book? Right. The success of Warner Brothers' live-action Batman feature films has helped maintain what? What the hell? Read that again. The success of Warner Brothers' live-action Batman feature films have helped maintain what? Uh, Comic book movie money-making. I don't know. The public's interest in the character 
Is that oh, a factual? Can you even What's have that as an answer? I, this is... <laughs> I, I don't even know where the hell they were going with that. Okay, well, in 2015, fans cited ranked Batman as number one on their list of what? Superheroes? Favorite uh, superheroes? Uh, a little more specific than uh, that, Mike. Most Maybe. popular superheroes? Uh, can't really give it to you. You're not even uh, giving me a number in this this list. <laughs> top, top ten superheroes of all uh, time? Ah, uh, you're thinking too small. Top 100 superheroes of all time? It's really weird, too, because he's number one on the list, so it's like really irrelevant how many came before him, <laughs> but it is the 50 greatest superheroes 50 in comic greatest. book history. Oh, my God. Okay. So regardless if it's the top 500 or the top five, if he's ranked number <laughs> one, one exactly. who gives a shit? <laughs> you can add as many as you want. It'll still be, yeah. So here's a Kevin Conroy, Bruce Greenwood, Peter Weller, Anthony Rivera and Jason O'Mara, among others, have provided the characters what? Voices. Uh huh. Huh? What were you saying? Because you said it was the first was, name was. Um, it's right, but you just have to add more to your answer. Oh. Of course, <clears throat> the voices in character of the characters in the Batman the animated series. It says voice for animated adaptions. Oh, adaptations, right. I'm sure, is what it would be, but <laughs> not adaptions. Yeah. That's the last uh, question as well on that easy Batman trivia quiz right. questions with answers. Nice. You did pretty terrible for it being easy. Yeah, I did pretty terrible. I'm not good with under pressure here. People are listening. You want me to just like pick a trivia, like a random quiz and give it to you? Go for it. All right, here, boom. Literature trivia. Literature trivia number six. Okay. Question three. One, two, three. What star sign is Harry Potter? What the hell? A Leo. You don't even know this shit, Mike. Come on. No, no I don't know that. <laughs> I, don't, I think they're all Harry Potter questions. <laughs> Where did this come from? It's just a random list, not even comic book related. No, this is on that triviacountry.com. I was just picking side of stuff off the sidebar. Nice. Parker Payne was a character created by who? Parker Payne. I don't even know who Parker Payne is. Agatha Christie. Oh, all right. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Now we're playing uh, Trivial Pursuit here. Yeah, well, that's enough of that. Enough (laughs) out of that. So the other So like I said before, I was having a hard time like just coming up with like a finding a top ten list that would be fun Mm -hmm. to like poke at. Yeah. To even come up with stuff. But through looking around, uh a lot of people there's a lot of people that like are just they seem like bitter that people like Batman for some reason. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, and that's the other thing is like, oh, all the lists are like, who can Batman beat? Like, can Batman beat anybody? Like, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. always like, there's all these, it's always, the answer always comes down to like Superman, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like this immense hate for Superman and like super love for Batman, which it's like, it's always super one-sided. And the people that like Batman seem to really hate Superman so much so like they just don't even give him a chance for anything. Which I found, I thought that was the funniest uh, commonality, like in all the the common thread between all these uh, questions and answers. And a lot of, uh, can Batman fight Iron Man? Like, could he beat Iron Man? (laughs) Okay, yeah, why not? Or if, who couldn't Batman beat in the Marvel Universe? There's like all those kind of things. Because it's like, then Marvel fanboys jump in and they're like, 
I don't know. But anyway, the one this I found this question. It was a single question. And I settled on it. And it just why have people accepted Batman over other superheroes? That's because, the qu- on Quora. I found yeah. that question. Okay. So, so why? Like, first of all, it's it's a very general question. Accepted Batman as what though? Just over others. It just says, why have people accepted <laughs> Batman over other superheroes? Okay. Accepted them. Like they haven't accepted others, but they have like uh, accepted them in what way? Like yes, like okay. Than everybody else. Batman is a superhero, so I don't know. But anyway, that is the question. That's what I was thinking. Is like, why have people? I think it's like, why do people love Batman so yeah. much? Yep, That's what I. Much. I kept seeing, but this one had an answer that uh, one that we can kind of pick apart. But then this one was really crazy. I don't know if you can hear that cat meowing in the background. No, I can't. <laughs> okay, it's going crazy. As crazy as this answer. So, I can't pronounce this lady's name. Siddhi uh, Savlekar, I believe. And uh, she's an ad- an ardent moviegoer, a poetry geek, and a wannabe chef. Because okay. she loves serving wisecracks. <laughs> right. But uh, she gives this answer about why people... I thought this one just... I don't know. It, it, I, <laughs> it's it's kind of long, so you have to bear with me. And I won't stop when I'm reading it either. You just have to take it all in. All right. But uh, I didn't know a great deal about Batman before I actually watched the Dark Knight trilogy. But the moment, <laughs> the moment I finished watching all three of them, I was so stunned. Just speechless. I actually am going to stop and comment because she wasn't speechless. She wrote two paragraphs about it on Quora. So. She didn't speak. She <laughs> typed it out. What left me that way wasn't the heroic endeavors that he embarked upon, but his code of conduct, his principles, his life story. Sure, many superheroes have been underdogs, but Bruce Wayne had no superpower. Sheer dog determination and will to gaze above the darkness that was spread all over his life got him that far. Never once did he falter. Never once did he want... Actually, he did. In the Dark Knight trilogy, he faltered for 10 years when he stopped being <laughs> Batman, crying about his fucking girlfriend dying. But uh, That's pretty funny. <laughs> never once did he whine... Oh, wait, yes, he did about his girlfriend dying the whole time. About how unfair life had been to him. Actually... Through all three of those movies, I think he's whining about how unfair life is to him. He's in the whole thing? Isn't he whining constantly? Right. He battled not only the threats that posed before Gotham, but also his inner fears. Okay. (laughs) What makes Batman the most looked up to superhero? Which he puts in quotes, which isn't the question. The guy does not ask, why is Batman the most looked up to? It's the most accepted Batman. But, okay. The most looked up to superhero of all time is that even with the absence of a superpower, he did everything he could to protect his people. Well, his girlfriend died and Harvey Dent kind of got scarred real bad. And, <laughs> you know. But he did everything he could. Yeah. He did well, it was he, successful. But, yeah, true. He ignited the vanquished souls lying in the underbelly of Gotham. Did he, though? He became what Gotham needed him to be from time to time. <laughs> He strove strove hard to fight crime, to keep his people safe and sound, even though most of them died. But most of all, he believed in the will of a common man. Did he? What did he, what will of a common man? (laughs) 
I don't know where she got any of this stuff is what I'm getting at. None of this stuff happened in these movies. She admits to knowing nothing about Batman beforehand, but then she watched these movies and this is like everything she learned about Batman and none of this stuff happened in these movies. I want to know. I want to talk to this girl and be like, how did you learn all this about Batman when it never happened? Yeah, that's pretty funny. But anyway, it's, all, it's like three more sentences. Uh... He believed that anyone could take on the vigilante image he had built over the years. He let go of his name, his stature, even just so that Gotham could thrive in peace. His selflessness is what made him a true superhero, a silent guardian, a dark knight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So that's why she believes that people have accepted Batman over other superheroes. That had nothing to do with those movies and nothing to do with that question that... It's like she just showed up and like posted this shit. And I thought that was like, that kind of took me aback for a while. I was like, that's crazy, right? Yeah, well, there's sure got to be like a, like there's got to be an answer on here that might make sense. It only gets worse. <laughs> this next one is like the one where it's actually kind of a list. But this is the one where he just like shits all over Superman and like every other superhero. Oh my God. But this one's pretty good. So, uh, sound a meep. No. Sumadeep Mazuadar and his credentials it just says I and then in parentheses used to write long answers so I don't know but this answer is really long too so I don't know how much <laughs> longer great. his answers were but uh so it says ah thanks a ton for the A2A I don't know what that is that must be like a Quora thing I have A2A, yeah I don't know And so he says, I have been actually waiting for something like this. I had a huge discussion the other day on this very same topic. Where exactly does Batman win and the other superheroes lose? Before I start, I must confess that by other heroes, I mean Spider-Man, Superman, the Avengers, like all of them. (laughs) Every Avenger that's ever ever been in the Avengers. And he says X-Men. So I don't know, like every single X-Men? Sure. Uh-huh. So he says, by other superheroes, I mean Spider-Man, Superman, the Avengers, X-Men, and any other heroes you can come up with. So why so don't you buckle just say up. every other hero? <clears throat> right. So buckle yeah. up. Long ride ahead. As, oh, he's got a couple paragraphs here. but <laughs> Oh, my God. So he's got reason number, bullet point number one, why he's accepted more than any other superhero is dark anti-hero imagery okay okay this is perhaps the biggest reason of success for batman society worships this image batman epitomizes it society adores underdogs batman is an underdog hero he was orphaned at a tender age he grew up with his butler alfred yeah real underdog he has never had (laughs) He's never had love or cared his whole life. Well, Alfred yeah, loved him and cared. Him. And up until the point of his parents dying, they loved and cared for him. Oh, but he does have money and tons of it. So that's another selling point. A superhero with a similar origin story is Spider-Man. Orphaned and raised by his uncle. That's not true. It was his aunt. Spider-Man turned out to be a sissy little brat who cries time and again. See what I mean? Like the reason why he's better than Spider-Man is because Spider-Man's a, he turned out to be a sissy little brat. That's opinion, okay? 
It's a fact. I don't know. It's just a, he's stuck on his childhood crush, and eighty percent there you go, a made up statistic of his missions include trying to rescue her from situations she wouldn't be in if it weren't for him. Plus, he's poor. <laughs> he can't afford a car. Leave alone a bat cave. He exposes himself to the public. So wait, does wait, Superman. It sounds like a problem. Yeah, I know, right? He's exposing himself. <laughs> right. So does Superman, though, by the way. Batman does all his deeds in the dark. So he's like jerking off in a dark corner. His methods of fighting crime can be attributed somewhat to vigilante justice. People have always been attracted to such dark anti-hero imagery. No one wants to see some kid who now works as a photographer, bitten by a radioactive spider, prancing around in a homemade suit, distributing slogans saying, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Same goes for the man in tights who is never actually from our own planet. Wow. When you come to think of it, society loves darkness, a hint of secrecy, and success. So there, that's just his first bullet point. What? <laughs> that's the first bullet point? Of all, that's because the dark anti-hero imagery. Oh, wow. That's, okay. <clears throat> that's why he's so much cooler than all those other guys. So even though he's got that, he's also, the second bullet point is hero next door. I will tell you a little secret. I am Batman. No, seriously, though. You knew this was coming. But why not I am Superman? That's because you know Superman doesn't exist. There is no mutant babies on Earth, and the only thing you get when bit by a radioactive spider is a really nasty infection. Batman is the perfect one for this purpose. Quite honestly, any of us could actually be Batman, which isn't true, right? Yeah, I not mean, really. You have to have your parents murdered when you were young. So if you're over the age of, what, 10? <laughs> you're already done. You, you can't be Batman. The amount, of money, the amount of money needed is just, like, ungodly. I don't know. But anyway, sure, we not might not have fancy cars and gadgets, but it doesn't take much to get some training and fight crime in dark alleys like the Cape Crusader Batman is as close to our heart as he can ever be. He has no superpowers per se. No, he doesn't have any superpowers. Nonetheless, he managed to steal a, steal a seat on the Justice League, right? He doesn't even deserve that seat, according <laughs> to this guy, which seems pretty helpless without him. Batman gives us hope, makes us aspire, and if we even what that even if we are not born with something, we can earn it. What did he earn? His parents were murdered, and he got all their money. He didn't. <laughs> he worked. Yeah, he <clears throat> lifted a lot of weights. Basically, yeah. Right. He didn't even design his own costumes. Right. He didn't learn how to design his own stuff. He's got a uh, Lucius Fox to do all that. He was paying for it all. Exactly. So, if you, do you want me to continue? <laughs> yes. Because Lessons is next. What so, is Lessons? Lessons. Okay. This is the, the third reason why people have accepted Batman over other superheroes. Now, tell me, honestly, which superhero has ever taught you so much about life? No one. The only thing Spider-Man brought to the table was, with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> you mean and a big lesson? Uh, yeah, it's pretty big. And admit it, anything Superman teaches you probably would not work in real life because you know he's kind of invincible. That is like, 
The okay, so isn't <laughs> have we've had the conversation where it's like the only thing that makes a Superman story good is like the story where like when you learn something, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like Superman has to use like his humanity to like yep. understand a situation instead of punching his way out of it. And there's like a ton of Superman stories that like teach you lessons and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But this guy says no. Superman's never taught you a thing. But Batman teaches us how to face vulnerable situations, make sacrifices. He doesn't want fame or all fame or adu- adulation. He fights hard to protect the ones he loves. And he says, Guy is practically hated by the people of Gotham for some of his non-conventional ways. Never could get the girl. He is faced with a constant fear of exposure. Even with all of his back, the guy never failed us. I don't understand what he's saying at that point. Says we can he's look getting up drunker and drunker as he's, read, as he's writing this. He's not your regular slash and hack and punch superhero. Yes, he is. Batman punches his way out of more situations than anybody. Oh, exactly. He taught you how to use the mind as a weapon, how to manipulate people. Is that a good thing? <laughs> extrapolate situations. What does that even mean? <laughs> to extrapolate a situation. <clears throat> Make it bigger? I... I don't I know I have no clue. Extrapolate, Honestly, to extend to from one thing to the next, and you know, figure out where to go next. Oh, that's what he's talking about. Maybe. Honestly, <clears throat> we learned more from him than all other superheroes combined. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The next bullet point is the Nolan saga. Oh wow. I don't want to get into the whole thing. It's like just another paragraph. <laughs> It's, <laughs> he said, "This is the one where he said he, this is the guy that said uh, he doesn't want to write a, write a long uh, response." Yeah, he used to write long to. answers. Wow! But he did tell us to buckle up. He did. And then villains is another reason why. And he think like he's just like saying, "Oh, you know, Batman is the best villains out of anybody." And then his last one's gadgets and charisma, which is. This is the same reason why Wolverine is the favorite among the X-Men. Okay. Batman combines Iron Man's charisma. Okay. And, oh, Iron Man's charisma and gadgets along with his dark anti-hero image to create an awesome personality. Batman is an absolute dick. All the time. All the time. He doesn't look out, like, he thinks he's all about his family, but he's not. He's just always whining and crying about how much, it's like, it's life sucks that his parents are dead. I don't know, like, I don't understand where this guy's coming from. He, he always treats the uh, Bat family like shit. He never t- tells them anything. He hides crap from them all the time. Yeah. I don't know, they always leave because they're pissed off, because he gets them in trouble. He, he, he uh, th- basically gets them threatened because he hides everything from them. They don't know what their, what the whole secret is behind everything. I don't know. But then look, so he says, like, yeah, so whom we want to see kick some ass and at the same time throw some great lines. Batman doesn't throw great lines either. He hardly ever talks when he's fighting yeah. people. But uh, superheroes were originally made for kids and nerds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's like, man, those nerds really need something to read. Let's make them superheroes. <laughs> Okay, so superheroes were originally made for kids and nerds, but Batman transcends the age and time barrier for the very same reason. What does that mean? Did he not realize Batman was second very shortly after Superman? And he he lived through the whole uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s ridiculous era? 
And he says, okay, so if all, I mean, I apologize to Superman fans everywhere, but honestly, who wants to be told that staying in school is better by a man who wears his underwear over his tights? Mystery, secrets, darkness, charisma, strength, manipulation. Batman has it all. Wow, okay. <clears throat> Batman wears his underwear over his tights too, but okay. And then somebody actually respond. There's actually like comments. People commented on this. Oh my god! And it's not like anything like like negative. Like, oh, you suck. It's like, oh yeah. So it's <laughs> somebody's like, not to mention that he doesn't have glittery perfect character. Mm-hmm. He has some dark twisted character flaws, which makes him more interesting and relatable. Yes, because <laughs> we all have dark twisted character flaws that we find relatable. <laughs> Wow. Another superhero of such kind is Green Arrow. What? If you say so. Is he watching the uh, Arrow on? on uh, he's watching Arrow on CW, where he's basically Batman. And then, well, somebody does call him out and say, "How do you please elaborate on how Batman's the anti-hero? Because he's not an anti-hero; <clears throat> he's a hero." Yeah. But then, like, yeah, there's, like, four more paragraphs. Like, I don't know. Holy cow. Yeah. Quora. The best place to find crazy conversations that don't mean... (laughs) That add up to a whole bunch of nothing. That's crazy. But I don't know. pretty funny. Here's one more question. We'll just pick off the sidebar, and you have to answer it. No, because like it's all opinion. Like there's never any like <laughs> nobody, there's no questions That's about can I get funny. a factual answer? Like why do people obsess over Batman? Why do you love Batman? Do other superheroes fear Batman? It's like do, how do we know? And that says they should because Batman is fear itself. <laughs> like the answer. Oh, okay. That's why you have to love Batman. I'm sorry, supposed to fear Batman. No, that was dude, that was the question of a uh, this cat's losing his shit over here. I'm sorry, but it's distracting at this point. <laughs> I don't know what he wants. Oh, yeah, this cat's getting crazy. It's crazy as the news. Rousing uh, Quora discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Got some news here. Don't know how, how much more people can take, but uh, well, yeah. they're going to take it all. <clears throat> take it all. You can take it. Take it all. Good for them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Batman. We're talking about Batman here. So we know uh, what's his name. Tom King is no longer writing Batman after the next issue. Thank God. Tinian's going to be writing Batman. So I was reading an article that was talking about Tinian's run. Yep, yep. Okay, so the article talks about, um, in an upcoming issue of James Tinian's Batman run, we'll introduce that rare animal in modern Marvel and DC Comics, an entirely new major villain for a marquee hero. Now, do you see anything wrong with that? Say it again. This is, the way they wrote this is that Tinian's Batman, uh, Tinian's Batman run will introduce that rare animal in modern Marvel and DC Comics an entirely new major villain for a marquee hero. Yeah, why would they say Marvel? 
for, <clears throat> for any DC for any comics today, the the two big ones. Yeah. Okay. So they're saying they it's it's incredibly rare. The thing I found funny about that is, didn't they just introduce a brand new villain that is taking over all of DC for Marquee yeah. Hero, and it's for Batman. That's true, but like Harley Quinn pointed out, it's just a mashup of like two other characters. This is saying an entirely. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. I don't know, but it's still, still figured it was that, all right? Yeah, you're right, though. It is kind of. <laughs> but let's not... describe this villain here. And now let's see if you can figure out the name. Pulling the strings is a mysterious designer who has his own vision for what Gotham City should be, and it's likely not a utopia. Uh. Isn't that what Bane is doing right now? Well, yeah, he does. He's making his own Gotham. He's pulling <laughs> so, all the strings of everybody. So it just kind of cracked me up to talk about this. It's never happened before, or they rarely do this. And then, But here's that thing you're reading right now. What? But here's that thing you're reading right <laughs> here's now. Here's the thing you're reading right now. Okay, I don't know. It's kind of funny the way it is. So, Any guess on what the name of this character is? It's going to be Bane. No, the designer. It's the designer? Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, so I don't know. That's kind of worrying me here. <clears throat> yeah, I'm but, already scared. Matinian is saying, this should feel like a scary book. He wrote in a recent edition of his, of his newsletter. The villains are action horror villains, and when Batman arrives on the page, he should feel scarier than all of them. I'm going to try and push every scene from a horror angle. Then he goes, Alfred was Bruce's safety breaks. He made sure he ate, slept, socialized a little. Those breaks are now gone. Bruce is operating at 100 miles per hour in every aspect of his life. Out of costume, we should see the deep shadows under his eyes. His intensity is dialed by a factor of 10. He's fighting angrier, still deliberate and methodical. He's not quite unhinged, but he's fast pushing unhinged. There should be the sense, both in costume and out of it, that Bruce is pushing himself too far. So, I don't know where the horror comes in, but we'll see. Yeah, that's, uh, that is cause for concern. And they're really playing up this dead Alfred thing. Yes, they are. But you swore it wasn't real, but, you know. I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about. And they were, all, all five people that listen to this should know that by now. And that whole argument we got into about how, like, the timing was so off on that because of what he was saying about Alfred escaping and all that uh-huh. shit. And you were like, no, 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 trust me. <laughs> <He's going laughs> he back. talked to Alfred in secret. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> this is just really messed up timing yeah. of everything. Like, it makes no sense. You're like, no, no, no. No, no. I was like, so I was right about all that stuff. You so. were right about all that. I was wrong. Is that what you wanted to hear? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. That's going to get me through another week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> the next one, um, so, but the, the funny, the weird part is, there, so there was a rumor, and at least it was, at least this news bit had uh, admitted this is just a rumor, but John Ridley, the writer of 12 Years a Slave, will be taking over as the Batman writer in a new Batman number one, after Batman number 100, by Tinian. So, I don't, uh, according to this rumor, Tinian's only going to write for, what, a year? Not even, sorry, he's going to write for seven or eight months. Why he's writing up? You said till issue what? So after Batman one hundred, oh, they start I over see. with Batman number one again. Oh, and, then and it's, it's every be... other week, right? So, oh, okay, yeah, that is weird. So I don't know if that's true because because and this is said this will be Luke Fox's first issue as Batman. So I don't know. We'll see. Oh, you're we talked about that before. And they're trying to, right? Or did I just ruin everything for you here? 
No, I don't think we talked about that before. <laughs> all right, don't I didn't say that. Oh, son of a bitch. Well, all rumors. There's nothing. Nothing's been uh, even hinted at by DC. But there's rumors oh. of the whole 5G thing where they're gonna change everybody up. Oh boy. Oh yeah. boy. Oh boy. Well, here we go. <laughs> so while 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 it's maybe a spoiler for you, it sounds like uh, I, I think you'd rather be, rather be braced for this impact if it does happen. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it can't be any time. It can't be. You say Luke Fox or Lucius Fox? Luke Fox, Batwing. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Luke Fox can't be any worse than Jim Gordon. So, <laughs> well, that was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather see honestly if presented with the, if like the Jim Gordon run never happened, and I was presented with the two. I don't. I still think I'd pick like Luke Fox. I feel like you know what? Uh, more interested in Luke Fox than yeah. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be terrible because like. I don't know. I don't think it'd be bad. No, I and I can't imagine being bad. It's just it can't be any worse than Tom King's run. If but, they stuck with like detective work and stuff like that, versus mm-hmm. like if they tried to like, oh, let's show Luke Fox going to college, like that would just be like <laughs> terrible, yeah, kind of weird. So I don't know. It, I guess it just depends on like everything, or, like what story they, yeah. what story direction they take with it. So and this is DC, I don't expect any of this stuff to last very long. So right. Right, Marvel tried all that, switched everybody out, and it lasted quite a while. But they started bringing all the the classic characters back. So we'll see. Um, <clears throat> here we go. So the Flash, starring Henry Cavill as the Superman, is scheduled to be released July first, twenty twenty two. Well, okay. So the Flash is going to be uh. The, the Flash movie supposedly it was has been announced. It's going to be released okay. July first, twenty twenty two. And I've the got same it. Guy. The what? same guy from the Justice League going to be there. The same guy, yeah. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah, he's pretty funny. But you know, I I I have my sources that say Henry Cavill is going to be the Superman. <clears throat> that's just the that's just Superman. my story. As the Superman, I don't know. That's that's from well, the uh, he band's was, didn't plane. He say he was didn't he say he was done being Superman? No, he actually he's actually he has said he's he's not done. He's specifically said I'm not done playing Superman. Doesn't mean that he has a contract, but No, you're done when we tell you you're done, muscle boy. <laughs> he's like, I want to grow a mustache. And they're like, No. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully he comes back. He wants to be back. But I'm just saying, you know, I said my sources say that. The band's playing uh, news media Ooh. written by Mikey. Nice. <laughs> what? That's, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good source. It's a good source right there. That's <clears throat> good as some of the other sources. Jeez. Um, what was I say? So, this, I mean, this is not really news here, but on uh, what was it Twitter? I'm oh, gonna say cool. it anyway. I'm gonna say it anyway. Well, this is kind of cool. Pat Gleason, he showed something on Twitter where he was he was uh, in a comic book store and he has like a sketch that he drew and he put it into a issue of just a random issue of um, Amazing Spider-Man that he's drawing now. So he put his own sketch in a comic book and then walked away. So what would you what would you do if you went to a uh, comic book store or you picked it up and there was a hand drawn sketch that you know signed by Pat Gleason or someone? Would you believe that it truly was Pat Gleason that stuck it in there? You'd be like, oh, this is crap, and throw it out. Yeah, you'd ha- yeah, right. Well, Think no, about it. I mean, I'd definitely be like, what is this? I guess, but at the same time, like. What about the store clerk where he's like, what are you doing? Why are you taking that book out of the plastic? What are you doing? <laughs> Put that book back. Put that book back. You can't read that without yeah. buying it. So I don't know. Like, that'd be the crazier part. But yeah, if he's just throwing sketches in the books, I'd be like, what is this shit? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. at the same time, it's pretty cool. Like, I can imagine myself, I pick it up, I'm not going to realize what it is. I'm like, yeah, this is crap. Some, 
some kid drew this. Some talented kid drew this. Some talented kid. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool, though. It was a good idea. More, more creators should do something like that. Waste their time going to comic book stores and putting their own sketches in. Yeah. Giving free stuff out to people that deserve it, like us. And so the last thing I have here is uh, Doomsday Clock. Because <laughs> you know my obsession with Doomsday oh, Clock. Shit, I for- yeah, and I forgot that was like a thing. Well, When's 12 coming out next year? Uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Oh, almost Or next year. last week, depending on when this episode airs. But, or uh, never. <laughs> or never. But anyway, so Doomsday Clock is out on Wednesday. And so the, the title of the article said, Doomsday Clock. Uh, Jeff John says it leads into everything. Right, we have this whole discussion of whether or not Doomsday Clock oh, yeah. is going to matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so the the title says that, <laughs> but then here's the do, here's Jeff Johns' um comments here. So, uh, how much do you believe it when gr- creators talk about the story they wrote and how much it was originally what they wanted to be? I know you tend to be a little more cynical about it all, right? Yeah, I always think like they have like very little idea of what it's going to be, and then a lot of it's driven by just the higher ups being like, "Now this has to happen." <laughs> yeah. Well, so in this, he he's saying, um, well, the interesting thing is the story we set up to tell is our story. We didn't change anything. The story that he pitched at the beginning of this is a story that we told, and I'm really, really happy and proud of the story. Gary and I, Gary Frank, the uh, penciler, are both really grateful that we got to use these characters to tell the exact story we wanted to tell. And this story was not a story that was designed to lead into whatever the next big event is. It's a story designed to lead into DC Comics as an entity, period. Kind of leading into another storyline is not what it's built for directly, but it leads into everything. And, when you read issue 12, that'll make a lot more sense. <laughs> so I'm not quite sure what that means. Oh my god. It so, means... It's not... Yeah, it's what you feared. It's not going to mean anything. Yep. And you just got dragged through, like, three years of reading a story that, like, led to... And that's why we have comics. So, yeah, so my interpretation of that was Jeff Johns went to DC, I'm going to write this story. All right, and then DC goes, oh, this is awesome. Let's build a world around it. And then Jeff Johns and Gary Frank took too long, and it went away from it. And so now Jeff Johns is just saying, well, it feels like it it means something. All right, but we wrote the story you want to write, which yeah, I still think is, if that's true, I think that's a good thing. All right, at least let him. You're the villain. What's up? And now here's you're the villain. And now here's you're the villain, exactly. So it really does sound like, even though the title of the article was very misleading, it's not really going to lead into everything. But we'll see how it goes. I can't wait. <laughs> I know. I can't. I can't. I, re- I like the story. But we'll see. We will see. We'll see how it goes. All right. Well, that's the news there. Do you want to play a game with no name? Yeah, name buddy. A game with no name? Do you have a game? I have a game. Does it have a name? The game has a name. The game with no it- name. The game with no name. Yes. Okay. All right. Here we go. X-Ray Robot. X-Ray Robot. That sounds made up from the get-go. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and let's see how quickly you get this. I think you're going to get this pretty quickly. But anyway, so number one. Max is the son of the inventor, the best-selling toy, the walking, talking X-Ray Robot. Max is also the only one who knows that his dad garnered his success through the fact that this toy can read minds. When his dad announces his move into politics, Max takes it upon himself to embark on a race against time to convince the world of the truth and prevent this megalomaniac from grasping the ultimate position of power from an unsuspecting populace. 
Time travel, eh? Oh, boy. Time travel? Where's time travel? Didn't you say... Oh, maybe I misheard you. I... <laughs> Were you even listening? No. Well, you said he used the robot to... Read minds. Say... Yeah, but he said he, he went back to warn people. Then Max takes it upon himself to embark on a race against time to convince Oh, a race the world. against time. I there guess that's go. why. The world of the truth. I heard time. I heard time. <laughs> and I heard embarks. <laughs> embarks on time travel. There you go. All right. Okay. Do you mean to read it again? No, I just try to take it all in at once and it's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Number two. Max has been an advocate of the robots that have reached singularity and have taken on most professions to leave humans more time for leisure. When his car gets into an accident, an X-ray robot immediately shows up on the scene to determine the extent of his injuries. The next day, Max wakes up to find his skin glowing. He has incredible strength and, his, and hears a voice begging for him to help to prevent for him to help prevent the humans from destroying all robots. Max must now decide if he's going to fight the uprising against the machines and risk losing his own humanity. Humanity. Mm, more time travel. <laughs> more time <laughs> travel. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like the Terminator without the time travel, actually. <laughs> Robot, you know how much I love the singularity. God damn it. <laughs> Could have made that one up, I don't know. Next one. Max is a family man seeking a more interesting life. While conducting a new experiment at work, the fabric of his reality is torn before his eyes, and a robotic figure appears claiming to be his 277-year-old self. The robot is able to x-ray multiple dimensions and battles a nihilistic entity from another dimension who wants to take all life to its pre-Big Bang status. Max and the robot embark on an interdimensional road trip through past and future to take down the nihilist and save the universe. So there's your time travel. <laughs> there's robot. the time travel. <laughs> so that was so all jokes aside. This that has to be the real one, right? Because this what? is the ultimate dupe. You're like, there's no way there's going to be a book about robots and time travel. <laughs> That's what Dieter would love more than anything. That's what Dieter would love more than anything. So yeah, I'll have to go with number three then, unless it's just a big. Fi- I don't care. Number three. <laughs> Damn it! You win. Yes. I was like, this is all about time travel and robots and the nihilist. I was like, I was, I was trying to throw, I was going to throw nihilist in during our uh, discussion today. <laughs> have you go? Wait a minute. Oh, you, you just used the word nihilist, Mike. I'm going to use Dieter's lack of empathy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his love of robots. <laughs> and your and your love of nihilism. And my love and your love of time travel. And my love of time travel. I was like, oh come on, there's no way Dieter's going to choose this one. Damn I'm going to have to get that book when it comes out now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> now you're just throwing me bones now, though. Throwing you bones? I thought that was a little tougher than that, but I don't know. No. <laughs> no? The I guess were bad. if I didn't hear time travel, like if I wasn't waiting for it in the first one. What? I don't know. The t- Like if I didn't hear time travel, if the time travel didn't become a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> like from the first one when I thought it was time travel, when I thought yeah. you said you, he goes back to warn everybody. When mm-hmm. It was just embarks on a... <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. A race against time from him taking yeah, his dad taking over the country. That's pretty good. Where do you come up with all these things? I don't know. That's good. So, yeah, and I noticed you left off the hook this time. So, yeah, there actually there was a hook in that one. So, but I'm gonna have to start. I'm have to start leaving off the hook. See, I gotta do something better here. You're you're catching up pretty quick. Well, eclipse once. So once I, if I ever eclipse you, do we have to retire the game and come up with a new? 
If you're tired of the game, we can. I'm not tired of it. I'm just saying it's like a new format. All right. If I ever if I ever become better than you, but until that day. So you either have to step it up or put more effort into something else. <laughs> All right. We'll figure something out. Which, uh, so yeah, I guess, well, no, we'll do this as a two-part. So usually we'd say around this time, come on back next week. I was going to say, we're not going to be around for the next two weeks. Correct. But uh, due to error and some genius, <laughs> we have enough, <laughs> I think, for two episodes split. And uh, this might be released as a two-part episode because I think we have over two hours right now. Mm-hmm. And you won't so, be able to add like an intro, though, for this episode, will you? It'll just be in there. No, oh. I'll just like straight up start it off with like <laughs> like a, a very awkward ending point. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Pretty, at least uh, the description will be in the uh, thing, right? So. Yeah, I'll figure it out. And then, uh, yeah, so this is like, if you're listening to this, I guess Christmas is like two days away. Have a Merry Christmas. Yes, have a Merry Christmas. You won't hear us until after the new year. Season two, Four Color Ultrasound. Do we talk about comic books anymore? I don't know. Do we come back chewing on cookies? (laughs) I don't know. Christmas will be over. It'll be done full of Christmas cookies. Do we just become a Quora podcast where we look at other people's opinions and form our opinions and just get mad at things? (laughs) We don't know. We don't know what we're going to do. But uh, we'll do something because, I don't know, it's fun. It's fun enough. It's fun enough. <laughs> it's fun enough to keep on going. All right. Maybe 26 more episodes. If you got that kind of dough. $5 a month, Mike. <laughs> I'll pay the $5 a month. It's all good. All right. All right. Well, until 2020, until we travel into the future. More time travel there. More time travel. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter. <laughs>